Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, Episode 107, How to Wake Up Feeling Totally Alert, Part 2, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Health Daily, the podcast that brings you the best content in health, fitness, and nutrition five days a week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Dr. Neil Malik. Hello there. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best health and fitness blogs to you, occasionally with commentary and bad impressions. I'm Dr. Neil, the guy who's acting as your personal narrator for free and I answer all of your questions every Friday. So you can send me one at oldpodcast.com. The great thing is, if you do, you'll be entered into small, special raffles to win books from us. Now, today's post is a continuation from yesterday. I started a post from Steve Pavlina on waking up early, feeling alert, and it is a bit long, so I'm actually gonna be reading this post through Thursday. So if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, definitely check that out first. And make sure you're subscribed to this show to get new episodes delivered to you automatically. It'll make things a lot easier. So speaking of waking up early, I wouldn't say I woke up early feeling alert, but I definitely was awakened early this morning. My poor wife woke up hugging the toilet bowl. You know what I'm talking about. The poor thing. It feels like she's been through the ringer lately. I know I just mentioned how she was sick getting over a cold or the flu, whatever she had a couple of weeks ago right after Thanksgiving. And now she has this. Uh, It's just going around her school. And it's always funny because my parents and my in-laws kind of get excited when they find out that my wife's been sick like this. Why is that? They're not sociopaths, I promise. But they're like, is she pregnant? Is that why? No, she's not pregnant. Don't get your hopes up. She's just sick. So again, I was awakened early this morning at the crack of dawn, but I didn't wake up feeling alert by any means. So today's post is all about how to do that, how to actually wake up early and feel alert at the same time. So with that, let's hear part two of the post as we optimize your life. How to Wake Up Feeling Totally Alert, part two, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Decide you'll make it. Like most people, I oscillated between that enthusiastic feeling that I'll be able to find a way to do this versus that sinking feeling of having to admit that maybe I'm just not biologically suited for it. I kept making one push after another, but I could only get up early for a few days in a row at most before the fatigue would overwhelm me and I'd crash. If you're fighting overwhelming fatigue or if getting up early seems virtually impossible, let me suggest that your approach may be wrong. Yes, there will be an adaptation period if you're shifting your wake-up time, 
but it shouldn't require an inhuman amount of discipline. It should only be mildly challenging. If the challenge level is too high, you're tackling the problem from the wrong angle. Motivation is important, but technique plays a major role too. Here's what success in early rising looks like. You wake up early and you feel wide awake and very content. There will be some variation from day to day, but overall, you're alert and functional. As you get up, it feels like your conscious mind is going through a rapid boot-up process. You may remember having an interesting dream. You'll also begin to think about the coming day. This all happens within a matter of seconds. When you decide to make it, be sure to hold the right goal in mind. Forcing yourself out of bed while feeling like a zombie isn't the goal to shoot for. I had a real breakthrough when I decided I want to get up early and feel totally alert when I got up. This may sound like a very basic distinction, but being able to hold the correct intention in mind was a key step. If you have mixed feelings about getting up early, then sort through those feelings until you can paint a picture that feels right to you. Make success a matter of when, not if. Fix your diet. Diet and sleep are inextricably intertwined. If you think you can master your sleeping habits without improving your diet, you're deluding yourself. Seriously. Unfortunately, most people, Americans especially, consume a truly hideous diet these days, filled with hormone-laden animal products, artificial ingredients, sugar, caffeine, salt, white flour, and heavily processed junk. An unhealthy diet will tax your endocrine system, which is responsible for hormone production, and that is going to prevent you from enjoying restful sleep. What works well for me is a whole foods vegan diet, heavy on the raw fruits and veggies. When I went vegetarian in 1993, I was able to feel well-rested with less sleep, and I woke up feeling more alert. Then, when I went fully vegan in 1997, there was another improvement. As I explained in Why Vegan, the energy difference is the primary reason I converted to such a diet. Just as you may wake up with a hangover if you consume too much alcohol, you'll suffer from other types of hangovers if you consume mood-altering substances. Two of the worst are sugar and caffeine. If your diet is high in caffeine and or sugar, especially in the form of corn syrup or high fructose corn syrup, do yourself a favor and conduct a 30-day trial without them. I noticed that if I have just one cup of coffee in the morning, I won't sleep as deeply the following night, it will take me much longer to fall asleep, and I'll wake up feeling a lot more groggy, almost 24 hours later. If you've been messing with your physiology by consuming excess sugar, caffeine, processed foods, etc., I highly recommend you fix your diet first before attempting to master your sleep habits. Otherwise, you're only going to frustrate yourself. Two and a half years of feedback from readers attempting to become early risers has taught me it's almost a rule that waking up groggy and eating a crappy diet go hand in hand. Keep in mind that in the USA, the average diet is an extremely crappy diet. I think that's why people who wake up before dawn feeling totally alert tend to be considered overachievers, freaks, or genetically gifted. From the early risers' perspective, it seems like everyone else is drugging themselves into a stupor. At the opposite extreme, people who are fasting often report needing much less sleep. I had a friend who was really into juice fasting, and he told me he'd only sleep about four hours a night during a fast. I encourage you to experiment to find the best diet for you, which may or may not be similar to mine. Find out which manner of eating helps you feel best in the morning. I could overload you with all sorts of dietary statistics, but I don't suggest you model your diet on statistics. Let personal experimentation be your guide, and notice how you feel when you eat different types of food for an extended period, and especially how you feel when you wake up each morning. If you awaken feeling totally groggy, try eating different foods for a while. To be continued. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Wake Up Feeling Totally Alert by Steve Pavlina 
of stevepavlina.com. And again, I will read you part three tomorrow. Now, I definitely commend Steve for going totally vegan. That is not an easy task, and I like that his diet is definitely heavy on fruits and vegetables. I also like that he mentioned consuming excess simple sugars. We definitely know that in the US especially, we get far too many of those each day, which increases our risk for a number of diseases. But I do differ from him on a couple of points. The first being caffeine. Yes, there are definitely folks who are sensitive to caffeine. And so I agree that it's a good idea to kind of try it out, see if caffeine makes you stay up longer or gives you a more restless sleep. Definitely try that out. Some studies are finding, in fact, that if you consume your last cup of coffee, for example, at 10 a.m., it may still affect your sleep later that night. But for others, caffeine doesn't cause a loss of sleep. And in fact, caffeine may have a number of health benefits, things that we didn't even realize 30 or even 20 years ago. So I typically don't discourage folks from stopping their coffee drinking or black tea or green tea consumption unless we know for sure it's causing them some of these sleep difficulties. And the other thing I must mention is this idea of anecdotal evidence. And so when folks tell you, oh, I tried this and it worked for me, we call that anecdotal evidence. The reason we have statistics and studies is to try and rule out any other factors that could explain why people are having success with a diet, with sleep patterns, whatever it is. For example, if somebody were to tell you, I tried getting rid of all the sugar in my diet and that made me sleep better, we would automatically assume that removing the sugar led to better sleep. But we don't really know that for sure. The reason we don't really know that is because we're not following that person throughout the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we don't know what other behaviors they may have changed that have altered their sleep habits or that it may have made their sleep habits better. We're just assuming the sugar did it, but it could have been other changes that they made in their lifestyle that we didn't see or don't know about that could have helped their sleep habits. This is why we do need research. This is why we do need statistics, because we really don't know cause and effect without them. But like I mentioned, I believe that there are some really good suggestions that Steve has, which is why I'm going to read you part three tomorrow. Now, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I answer your questions right here on the podcast every Friday in special Q&A episodes. Last Friday was about cardiovascular exercise and whether it's something we need to do. So you can ask me anything related to diet, fitness, nutrition, or even stress management. You can call and leave a message with your question. The phone number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. Or you can also send in an audio question through our site, oldpodcast.com. And if you send in a question, you're entered into special raffles to win books every month. And the pool of people is really small right now, so there's a really good chance for you to win. All right, that's it for today's show. Have a great rest of your day. I'll be back tomorrow to continue this post from Steve Pavlina. So definitely stay tuned for that, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily, 
Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.